arm sticking out. Jesus shirts. Are yeah, they look more like a toga when you put oh, it on. Okay. It doesn't. It doesn't fit your body. It just looks like they took fabric, yeah. sewed it together, and you. Okay, yeah. and so the sh- the arm quantum bomb stick out. All right, are we going live? Yeah, that's it. That's it. All right, everybody, welcome back to Quantum Bombs. Uh, Beth is gone. She's living her best life in Europe. When I grow up, I want to be Beth Hagendorf. I'm Matt Barnett, and I'm here with uh, Russell Hagendorf, and we have a guest today. I'm going to let you introduce yourself, buddy. Uh, I'm Vernon. Uh, grew up here in Columbus with uh, you guys, so longtime friend of Russell and uh, acquaintance of Matt and Beth. So. Yeah, my name's Russell Hagenorf, and I, I just wanted to say about Vernon is he's actually Quantum Bomb's biggest listener, and that's how he ended up on the show. Yeah, so uh, in Morocco, if you're listening, uh, we know that, that you've been following us. We'll get you over here, too, because you're, sec- you're second. That's sad if I'm y'all's biggest listener. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we have a guy. We have, we have some Moroccan really? followers. Yeah. yeah, nice, nice. But I don't know where that comes from. I don't know if y'all want to know anything else about me, but that's that's why I'm here. Yeah, appreciate <laughs> it. Yeah. All right. Well, you can help fill the dead air when we got questions. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'll do my best. Yeah. As usual, we come do this, and Russell always seems to have some uh, some topics to get things started. You got anything for us today, Russell? Yeah, I can read a list of current events that we won't get into. How's that sound? <laughs> yeah, sounds good. Just shoot. You know, something will stand out. All right. Um, Biden is using a CPAC machine for sleep apnea, the White House says, after the strap lines on his face were caught in photos. Pfizer's stock falls 5% after halting the development of the experimental obesity drug for safety concerns. We talked about that on another show. That's only why I brought that up. Globalist Macron uh, calls for a new international tax on top of the current taxes to finance climate efforts. North Korea held mass rallies in Hong Yang, where people shouted slogans vowing war of revenge to destroy the U.S. Russia drops charges against the Wagner Group uh, for armed mutiny and attempted military coup. Biden said uh, when he was leaving the White House that Putin is clearly losing the war in Iraq. <laughs> Joe Biden calls out Peter Hotez uh, to debate RFK, um, who's a vaccine skeptic. The Ford Motor Company has filed a patent for a curfew enforcement, uh, so I guess the vehicle won't work after certain hours. It's a little weird. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, I want that. R- Rivian uh, has also jumped on the Tesla charging bandwagon, so they're going to be using the same Tesla chargers, uh, and that actually increased uh, Tesla stock price a bit. Bud Light sponsors LGBTQIA float in the Toronto Pride Parade, where naked adults uh we're dancing in front of children. Uh, Seattle Pride event chanted, uh, we're here, we're queer, and we're coming for your children. U.S. Navy took four days to say they knew about the sub that exploded that was exploring the Titanic. Uh, a pro basketball player who was previously blamed for COVID, blamed COVID vaccine for rare heart condition, dies of a heart attack. Texas Power Grid and some other utilities on Tuesday called on residents to voluntarily cut back on air conditioning and appliances use as a record heat waves here in Texas. The U.S. approves lad-grown meat for human consumption. And J.P. Morgan reaches a $29 million settlement with the Epstein victims. 
Amazon shut down a customer's house. Uh, Amazon shuts down a customer's house for a week due to alleged racial slur heard by the Amazon delivery guy. And a showdown at Rio Grande as the Texas police and state troopers block migrants from illegally entering the U.S. and being chauffeured in by the federal government. That's a lot of topics. I was, yeah, taking that's, that's notes. I was taking notes there. I was like, I don't know which one of those. Were you really? Say that. A little. Oh, okay. Say that last like one again. So, I don't understand who's keeping who. So the uh, in Texas, we have what we call state troopers as well as just police. And they're blocking. They're using razor wire and just other means to block uh, migrants at the southern border from entering the U.S. You, there's video of them like they're just chilling out in the river. It's so hot. They're like hanging out in the water. Some of them are on the bank, but some of them are just chilling in the river. And they can't go anymore because they set up a barricade. And uh, the feds are like, what are you doing? We're ready to bust them over to their hotels, you know? So <laughs> so the, the the federal border patrol the federal, uh, I'm, is, I'm, is I'm ready to up, receive them? I made up that part about them. Oh. because They will bust them in and bring them to hotels like they have been known to do that. But um, th- that was not a part of this story. The, the story, the feds weren't in the story. Okay. It's just that the Texas state troopers are going down there and enforcing the border. And Texas National Guard. Okay, I've seen them when I when I drive out to the ranch. I see the guys in fatigues on the side of the road. Oh, yeah, where's your ranch at again? That one down south. Yeah, it's down by Big Bend National Park. Yeah, yeah. That was always Big Bend. I've only been there a couple of times, and I was always when they talked about building a wall. And you look at Big Bend and like, how would you build see, but do you a don't... wall across that and? And that would be terrible. It's yeah, beautiful. You don't do that. You don't even need that much of a wall. They just got like a couple loops of razor wire. Well, you don't need a wall at all. What you need to do is is make it where it's less appealing to come over here. Uh, there's a lot of things that are that benefit illegal migrants to come over here. Once they get here, if you kind of take those away, then it kind of takes away the the reason for them to make the trip. Yeah, the wall. The wall seems. I mean, there's spots that probably helps in, but a full wall, the whole border seems. Uh, doesn't seem very effective and very expensive and where it could be used. You, other things that are cheaper could be used to deter people uh, faster. Well, and what uh, sucks is who gets the river. So, somebody, and it's not fair to either side, but somebody's going to lose the river. The wall, yeah. the wall's built on um, this side, but what's even weirder is the property owners that adjoin, that if you own property along the river and they get an easement for the wall or whatever, they give you, there's, I've seen people in this city, like a farmer has a field and a, a fence or a barricade, a fence, a wall, whatever you want to call it, going through it. And he has this big sliding gate, like wide enough for his tractors to get through and whatever. And they have him a code set up. So he wants to go plow the other side. He types a code in, opens it. He's not going, he's not crossing the border. Right. He's still on his property. He's still on his property. The borders the river, like you said. Yeah. But uh, he's got to deal with that fence now or, or barricade or wall, whatever you want to call it. It makes a difference, though, because Hillary Clinton advocated for a fence in her, like, I don't know, campaign 20 years ago, that was perfectly fine. Trump wall bad, Hillary Clinton fence good. Yeah. Can't call I, it a wall, it has to be a fence. I think it has places. Yeah. There's places there for are. it. But out by Big Ben, you go to that, I mean, there's 1,500-foot sheer cliffs on the Mexican side. Uh, then there's a river. Uh, and then, yeah, if you put a wall on our side, you're, you're blocking the people that want to use the river. If you if you If Mexico were to put the wall on their side, then their people would be blocked from the river. And that just seems, it just seems bad, you know. If there was no reason to come here, if you couldn't get work, if you couldn't get healthcare, you couldn't get housing, 
Oh yeah, if, if we didn't you, have like open arms, come yeah. on and let's just take care of you. If you can, and the anchor baby is something we were just the discussing. What they call that birthright citizenship or something? They're going to vote on that pretty soon. I guess that's coming up. I doubt it'll be overturned, but like America's one of the only like very few countries that allow uh, anchor babies. Well, you can basically. come here nine months pregnant on a tourist visa mm-hmm. and, and have an American child. Customs will be like, "What mm-hmm. are you here for tourism?" Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a really strange thing. But if you took all that away, like the incentive to come here illegally would would wouldn't be as strong. And then, you, of course, the drugs as well. But Well, one of the things that recently came to my attention, and I always heard about this stuff, and, I mean, my God, who can keep up with everything going on these days? But, you know, you hear about uh, child sex trafficking, um, and, and people are so quick to dismiss it, blah, 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 whatever. Well, a stronger border is going to cut down on that. Uh, one of the things I've noticed was they had these issues with stranded children, where are the parents? And and there, there's a language barrier, or they're not talking, and there, there's a couple adults, and then there's like a mess load of children. And they have to detain them to determine, is this actually the family? Mm-hmm. Or are these people trafficking children one way or the other, yeah. you know, coming across? And so a stronger border is going to lock down on that, whereas this this just asinine idea of of completely open border with a country that has known problems with human trafficking and drugs and weapons just oh yeah no we don't need these border checkpoints just come on in yeah uh i'll flip it around on them think of the children i mean you're you're i got opened up uh when i listened to one of the undercover agents that was describing what they come across with these houses where the children are kept uh for the sex trade I mean, these kids are like from two years old to six years old they're or 12 two, two to 12 their lifespan is about two years uh they're they're put on drugs so that they just basically are flesh zombies and they're used for uh for sexual gratification and what's amazing to me i growing up always thought that uh pedophiles was like this weird fringe part of society like one in a million dudes looked at a kid and was a wanted to do anything to a kid you know but uh but apparently there's like two million children just in north america or or maybe in the u.s i think it was maybe the u.s that are estimated to being held uh for the sex trade that's a huge appetite yeah so that that industry and that's just what we know about so that industry is supplying a massive appetite uh, and there's a company or a group called Underground Railroad, and I want to know more about them. Uh, I want to know ways of like volunteering with them, giving them money, you know, any way I can help. Uh, but what they do is they they do what I always thought was the common sense thing. They go in as if they're a buyer or a, a recreational user. Deep in these nasty parts of the country, uh, they go to Mexico, which you know they're not that nasty actually. It's beautiful places. It's right under your nose. You know, it's in Houston, Texas. It's in Austin. It's everywhere. Um, but what's going on is nasty and they'll, they'll say, Hey, we want to, we want to have a party. We're going to do like a, a bachelor party. You know, we want to bring a bunch of guys. We need as many kids here as we can. You know, don't get other kids. We just want kids that are already kind of used to this, you know, and, and they'll, they'll put a big group together and then they'll go get with the cops and let them know what's going on. And they come and raid it and save them. Yeah. And he was explaining what they were seeing. And he explained too, he's like, guy, all the people that are so soft, liberal, uh, you know, big heart bleeding heart people they they're not thinking about it right when it comes to this border thing they're like oh let these people in it's like no you don't understand there's a massive sex trade going on here and this open border is killing children literally 
that's just one thing that's happening too. Well, yeah, that's just yeah, absolutely. That's one, but that's the one that makes me really want to throw up. Sure. You know, some dude want to come over here and pick tomatoes. Eh, oh, I mean, you know, okay. Fentanyl there's problems with that, right? Yeah, yeah, fentanyl top, and but I mean, like the children is the top tier. Like if you're gonna like yeah. which one of these can you? You can only stop one. Which one? It'd be the children, absolutely. Right? Of course, but uh, and then what? You know what happens to them too when they're here? I mean, we can't just send them back to nowhere. Well, they kill them. You know? yeah. A lot of no, times no, they I mean, expire. They, well, no, no. If a child comes here and, and gets into the custody of border control, like they don't have any family that to send them back to. Like, what do we do with those? Oh kids now? yeah, right. What do these, we do? These orphans, basically. Right. Yeah, and uh, that's really sad. Uh, and that's a gray area too, where it's a you know you can't you can't treat them the same as the adults, in my opinion. But uh, yeah, that's a it's a is that did you see the video um, of the, the the Chinese immigrants coming through the Mexican border? <laughs> yeah, there's funny a, there's if a, I saw them out there. Yeah, there's a video I saw. On how many stuff. how many one way tickets does like Mexico City see? And it's like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just—it's the most one-way traveled it's, country it's in the world. It's like a suspicious city, yeah, like but a... that their population never never increases. It's yeah. Like, where are these people going? I don't know. I don't know where they're going. But no, there's a video of a, a guy uh, walking. I don't know what this line is for, but he's asking immigrants that are standing in this like covered walkway. I don't know what they're they're waiting to go into, but he's asking each one where they're from, and it was just like Honduras, China, 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 China. Uh, you know, Guatemala, China, 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 China. It was like it was a ton of Chinese people, and they were they were saying that they were they were Chinese. They were, he's like, "Where are you from? Where are you from?" You know, China. Are they just trying to get here to get the hell away from China? Oh, who knows? I mean, I mean, I so, some may, and some may be. I mean, they were all military age. You know, they weren't like really old or really young. There's a couple of women in that video. I mean, that's just one video. That could have been just a a group, a large group that was just at that time. It might not be a constant thing, but it's there's definitely a, anybody wants to come into our country unchecked just needs to go to Mexico, whether you be an Islamic terrorist, uh, you be a Chinese spy, a Russian spy, anybody, you can just, just fly to Mexico or take a boat to Mexico and then just walk, walk across. Like yeah. It's that easy. It's and so that's, that's another big issue with it too, is it's like we're letting, we're letting we're possibly letting enemies in. I mean, these people could just be trying to find a better life too. And there's probably a large population of those, but there's the sprinkling well, of, of of dirt bags in fine. all groups. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, economic opportunity. <clears throat> but I think I heard it argued that like you can't seek asylum <laughs> if you're in China, like you're you're gonna go to like a bordering country. Like the idea behind an asylum seeker is like your country's at war, something really bad's happening, and you escape by any means you can to get to the border and seek asylum in like the neighboring country. You can't choose a country on the other side of the planet and be like, oh, you know what? I think I'm just going to seek asylum all the way over there. Mm. Or like if you're in South America, like 10 countries over, I'm going to cross 10 country borders to get to America and seek asylum. So at this when point, you could have sought asylum in a bordering country. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. But and nothing, nothing I, I, I don't hear people say or talk much about is uh, so they try and act like the virtuous thing to do would be to just let – let these people in and assimilate or whatever, but the, like first off, why did they? Where did they come from and why did they leave? And like if they if they left a bad situation, do you think allowing people that are have the ambition and the health to actually get their person here is going to help the situation over there or make it worse? And I would argue it's going to make it worse if you have all the ambitious people that want to have a business or 
or do anything, they're gonna if they're just gonna leave to come to America. Well, then wherever they left is gonna be worse off because they're no longer there. Mm-hmm. And these are like the you know the younger productive people, like the oldest people in the society aren't gonna be able to make the journey, so they're gonna be left there. And then all the young people leave to come here. So then you're just ma- you're just creating the situation even worse for wherever they left. That's that's what I've always thought. People so, so the. So the idea would be you want to improve the situation where they came from and then seek out policies to do that rather than just being like, oh, yeah. There was a South Park episode on that. Will they ship them to somewhere in a bus? No, it was uh, the one where the the, uh, the people from the future were coming back. <laughs> oh, it yeah. was Terminator rules. You can come back, but you can't go forward. They're coming back to make their lives better for their families in the future. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do was, remember that. And that that was the the thing that was like we got to make make everything better so they don't come back. And you're like, take my job. Yeah, that's the first one that they did that from. They all start. They all start. You'll. I've never. You never hear that. You never yeah. hear like, well, let's make it better where they came from. Well, I said that when I was in high school. I was like, why don't we just invade Mexico? Like, let's just take it over. They're talking, you, you guys they're talking that, about doing that. I heard about that, but I think there's other reasons than making it better. Um, but think, as a kid, I was like, well, they failed. It's basically pretend you lived in a land where there was no law and your neighbor is just beating the shit out of his wife every day and horrible to the kids. And so finally you said, okay, dude, you failed. You're out. You're out of the neighborhood. Peace. We run this house now. Yeah. Done. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, you know, that Russell was talking about too, a lot of these people coming over here that would be good in their society to stay there. (laughs) There there are a lot of successful people in Mexico too that are, that are like, our, would be our middle class that don't want to come over here. No, well, you're talking so what about you're, what you're, what, what's coming over here are people who you're talking about the whole country. You're talking about one country though, when it's like more than just that. Now, I think a lot of them are from Venezuela. You mean the people coming over, the, or the migra- people living there, the people coming over, they oh, okay. come through, they yeah, come through through, yeah. through Mexico, some of the smaller countries. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's because all the ones that were going to come here from Mexico have already come here. <laughs> so now it's all the other countries filling in. My. Uh, Modern monetary theory in Venezuela has brought them here. Modern monetary theory. Do you not know what no, modern no. Mon- it basically means you can fund government by printing money and you don't ever really have to worry about the consequences. Sounds familiar. Yeah, well, <laughs> we actually haven't seen a, a lot of consequences here in the States yet. Some inflation, yeah. but we haven't gotten a taste of it bad yet. I keep hearing it's coming and. Kind of like let's just get it over with. Let's do it. Thing is, when when like inflation's let's say real inflation's let's say ten percent, and the CPI is like I don't know six, and then the CPI goes down to like four. Like inflation went down. It's like prices are still going up. They're <laughs> yeah. just going up slower. slower yeah. Right? yeah, like it's yeah. not like the the, the the prices are never going to turn around and go back to they where they were. Talking about the rate of increase, the percentage yeah. of increase, and they're like, "Well, the percentage of increase has slowed down." Is like it's still increasing though, right? And they're like, "Yeah, well, it's like, uh, not it's, good. yeah." It's, I think, but I think a lot of people hear inflation went down, they think prices went down. Like, no, yeah, it's still they're actually still going up. I heard a theory the other day. Uh, I think I was telling you about this. It was a podcast I listened to with this. I think the guy's name is Bustamante. He's a ex-CIA operative. Um, anyways, he was talking about how the Ukraine war was basically a way for the uh, Biden um, government or whatever to uh, shore up the the uh, economy because oh, yeah. because it the GDP goes up and all this stuff because of the, the all the war machine making money on oh, on funding I... this stuff. So, like, if the, if the Ukraine war wasn't here, we would be in a true economic downturn and they would look bad. So it's like one of the reasons 
So I'm sure it's many reasons, but one of the reasons to continue. They look bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they look. They. I wonder if they, if they do they do they think that we're too dumb to see, or is it just are they too dumb to think that they're being that they're they're not being obvious in their what they're doing? Like well, there's something there's something to be said for those who have the platform. Uh, they can say whatever they want. And if, as long as you have the media that just champions it, you know, the, the, the funniest sticker I ever saw was, uh, it was a cartoon of an old hippie from the sixties that said, don't trust the man, mm-hmm. you know, think for yourself and all this stuff. And he was passing a new hippie that had all the corporate stickers all over it. And it's like, we're the resistance yet. Every major corporation is with you. Every news media outlet is with you. Yeah. The, the current administration and government is with you, but you're the resistance. Come again, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, old hippies would probably be considered conservatives. They would days. be. George Carlin would be considered a conservative oh. these days. Oh, by far. So, and he was far. I mean, he hated what, well, he Let hated me ask Republicans. you this. What, why do you think that the comedians have been coming around the way they have? I was kind of leaning more right now. Yeah, I know a lot of comedians. Because they're attacking their free speech. No, yeah. I think it's because every joke has to have a grain of truth for it to actually be funny. And so that if you're truthful, like you, you can't help you, you're, you can't go along with the woke insanity if you're going to be if you're going to be in reality. But I wanted to back you up on what you had just said, and I left this out of the um, I forgot, and it didn't make the list I had read earlier. But if you guys know who James O'Keefe is, he was the he made it a company called Project Veritas, and they went around with undercover cameras. He got hot chicks to go on dates for him and video record these CEOs spilling their guts. And, uh, I've never seen those. I'm interested. Be interested. The FBI actually infiltrated his board and or intimidated his board into getting him out. So he got voted out of his own company. Anyway, he's at OMG now, O'Keefe Media Group, doing the same thing. And he had somebody go on a date with uh, a BlackRock uh, exec and... And one of the quotes from that head and cam video was, war is really effing good for business. And he talked about how the Ukraine war was really good for, you know, just, you know, business, economy, all this. I mean, we've known about this since World War II. War, World War II. I mean, that's that was. Well, since the dawn of man. Yeah. But, I mean, we've known about this this profitable war machine. What was it? Was it Eisenhower when he left? That warned about the military industrial, industrial complex. complex yeah, yeah, when he left. I mean, so we've known about it since then. It's been, I mean, like when the. The sitting president leaves, a successful, popular sitting president leaves and warns us of the war machine and the industrial complex like of that. But we've known. We maybe didn't take it serious, but we've known about it since then. You know. So since we're on this topic, how bizarre was it that uh, this Prigozhin character of the Wagner Group, like, now I only heard this a while back that he, he had his group got bombed with a missile from Russia. So he gets upset, but that was like the last straw. Because I've seen videos before this whole military coup, attempted military coup happened of him just being really upset. He's got a bunch of dead bodies, and he's saying, look at these people. They died because of you. You didn't send us ammunition. And he's really mad at the Russian government not sending ammo. Anyway, um, the, he, so he turns around out of Ukraine and then goes back into Russia, takes over uh, Rostovan Don and all the military base, like stuff there, and then heads toward Moscow. To take Moscow. Did you guys keep up with this? This most I, it was, bizarre. I just happened really quick. I if just you heard kept about up it. With, and they shot down six Apache helicopters or whatever the Russian equivalent is on the way, it's not like they didn't have any conflict. 
they killed Russian soldiers, Russian equipment, and they shot down another one of their like surveillance airplanes. And all of a sudden, they just give up to not give up, but just like. And then out of no, like, peace, out of, we're we're good. Yeah, out of nowhere, they get a a pardon agreement, and then he and then, but out of nowhere, a third party comes in. Belarus, Belarusian president says, "Hey, why don't you just come over into our country where you're welcome?" And then they go protect the border over there, and it's over with. Yeah, what this is like the strangest thing, the strangest turn of events, and like oh, somebody any, got paid. That's what it I, was. It sounds like yeah. somebody got a lot yeah. of money. Yeah, they got somebody got paid. Well, what's weird is this Prigozhin guy is supposed to be a billionaire, but yet he's on the front lines of this war or close to him, you know, running his his army. I was like, what billionaire would choose to be on anywhere in a war zone? Like, I would just go be on my yacht somewhere. Yeah. Right? Like, unless he's just a maniac. I, but, yeah, yeah, I was like, I can't believe how quickly it ended, too. Because, like, I was, a, at that time, I was on a Twitter space, which, by the way, like, Twitter, like, it really showed me how obsolete, like, the media was. Because I saw Fox News uh, on the TV, and I had paw, uh, muted, and then I had Twitter space that was following it. And they were just, like, on the ball with every update. And uh, and th- it would be like a lag of thirty minutes of whatever they say happened. Like let's say it was when um, they turned around or either reversed. They got out of their course. Their convoy stopped going to Moscow. Started going to Belarus. It was like thirty minutes later. Fox was talking about. It. I was like, I already heard about this in other <laughs> spaces. It's like you guys are late. Funny. What do you think about the uh, the whole? One of the subjects you talked about was was uh, Hotez uh, debating RFK. What do you what's your take on that? Like I feel. I don't. I don't feel like he's gonna do it, and the reason I think he knows he's gonna like lose the debate. If you're, if you're, if you think you're gonna lose, though, why, why keep talking so much crap? Like you think you just clam up and just disappear into the shadows? Except he's still just like this is anti-vax. This is this is you know uh, conspiracy theory. This is all this other stuff. And then somebody's like, okay, let's come talk about it. Well, Well, if you if you think you're gonna lose a debate, it's time to check what you think. Yeah. Well, I mean, but well, not regardless. He's like, got too many checks coming in the bank. Maybe yeah, you just right. stop. You just stop talking. Like, why does he need? If he's his own worst enemy, if he if he if he just never replied or or never even tweeted about that Joe Rogan podcast. That's kind of what started it with that Joe Rogan podcast. He tweeted that this was misinformation, this was conspiracy theory, and all. This. If you if you weren't confident enough to go like crush this dude, why would you even say anything? Mm-hmm. Like talking crap to a dude you know can whoop your ass. Like that's yeah, it's you, that's it dumb. Seems, it's, you know? It seems like RFK has more to lose being a presidential candidate, yeah. stepping into a, a a debate he didn't need to be in. Sure, on like what is considered to be an outlier position, and and he still in in the and Peter Hotez still like won't debate him. Um, yeah, that just kind of points to the the fact that they. They know they're that they, they've screwed up. They know that there's information he has that's bad. Yeah, that would is damning to them. This isn't the exact same, but I do feel like people on the left don't have uh, philosophical consistency, so that they can't really do well in debates because their belief set revolves around like whatever the tribe tells them to believe, rather than some kind of philo- underlying like philosophy they have that they all go to. Mm. So, yeah, I don't feel like. Th- I don't feel like they, they, I feel like they avoid debates at, you know, well, sometimes the things they pick, it's really hard to debate. Like what, like the whole, what is a woman like, or, you know, the men competing in women's sports. Like it's like, well, it that's should, hard, it should, it's hard even, to debate. It shouldn't be debated. Well, sure. But I mean, like what, it, it's hard to be on that side, like to, to argue the things that they want to argue 
you can blow it out of the water really quick, and they know that. So the their argument is just, well, you're uh, you're homophobic or you're transphobic and stuff like that, and that's how they shut you down. Well, I, I think this table is a hippopotamus. Let's yeah. debate on whether this is a hippopotamus or a table. It's that ludicrous. Well, what is a hippopotamus? Yeah, what is it? So, no, we're, we're doing other stuff. <laughs> you're crazy, you know? Yeah, uh, I, yeah that's what – if you – yeah, if it's something that's made up and you try to argue it, like it's it's a hard debate. So that's why if it's all debate. a nebulous, yeah. If it's all a nebulous, where's the solid ground that you start from to construct your ideas? If it's all this wishy washy, there's no bedrock. What are you standing on? Yeah, and reality will wash them away. And <clears throat> that's what I uh, relax and remember is that reality is going to whip everybody's ass, mine, theirs, everybody's. I I totally agree with that. Like I kind of. Uh, it's it's probably not good, but I kind of I'm entertained by like when things get out of hand mm-hmm. and like um, like men start dominating women's sports. I don't <laughs> oh, no. I don't have a daughter, so I don't have a dog in the fight, right? <laughs> right. And so I'm just kind of like I just think it's hilarious. I'm like reap what you sow, yeah. like watch what's going to happen, like let it let that thing that you want happen. And I want to sit here, sit back while it doesn't affect me personally. Which is bad because it affects other people. Oh, it's so it, many people out there work so hard to get there. Yeah, and I'm but I'm just like, yeah, let's let's do this. like Bill Muvaney. I love that guy. <laughs> yeah, he is. I I like watching his videos. I like watching what happens when he gets involved in things because it's kind of like you support woman face. Yeah, I. It's not that I support it, but I am entertained by it, and uh, because it's kind of like, yeah, this is what you know. Like even the people who are like, you know on this side are kind of like, eh, I don't, I don't know if this is what we wanted. <laughs> yeah. Was this, was this what we were talking about? Cause this has gone a little, we've gone a little too far now. We have, oh, to but we have a bedrock. Yeah. yeah. We have a foundation. No, yeah. you don't, you, you don't have a foundation at all. Uh, one of the things that I liked watching was, uh, where they, they took away any criminal penalty for anything stolen under a thousand dollars or under 900 and something dollars. Is that federal or state? No, this was in Portland or oh, okay. Oregon okay. or somewhere right. over on the WAC coast. Right. Yeah. Uh, I like any, any place you, uh, you, you stole from, if it was under a certain amount, like cops wouldn't even come. And I was like, this is great. All these big companies that are there that are pushing all this crap. Everybody will just go in there and load that loaded up right to the brim of 900 and walk out the door. Let's get it over with quick because what, and they're either going to do one of two things. They're either going to just like pour money into it or they're going to shut it down. Yeah. And shutting it down is showing them. Guys, what what are you doing? Are those people, those store owners and stuff, will leave to another place that supports them, and their economy will and, crash? And, yeah, and exactly. And now you have this horrible, fested place. It, it, you asked for it. Yeah. What person? What sane person thought? Well, it's okay. We're just we're just going to allow this. Yeah. And that'll be great. Yeah. I mean, that's that's kind of why it's entertaining to me. Like it's kind of like we have to hit, kind of have to hit rock bottom before we can come back up. Yeah. I'm like I'm like let's let's do it. Let's sink this ship. Well, what we should do is open up a Walgreens and a, a Foot Locker. Do they still have Foot Locker? <laughs> you know, I'm there not, might be. Or there, if a mall exists, there's a Foot Locker a in foot it. Locker. But are malls even open anymore? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Probably not. But you know, you figure out what chains are down there doing this nine hundred dollar theft thing. Open up a store, a knockoff of it in Texas, and send all your trucks there, and just have your employees walk in one by one and take nine hundred at a time and load your eighteen wheeler up. Yeah. Free merch. Come here and sell it. I think I, I think what's going on, uh, so th- like it's changing a lot. Obviously, what some stores are doing is they're making it to where there's no basically shelves. You go to like a uh, 
a counter where you tell them what you want, and then they go to the back behind the counter to get it and bring it out. So I've not, seen that. Or yeah. they have like where some stores have the valuable stuff behind Mine the glass, glass yeah. and then, but the whole store is glass. Yeah. <laughs> That's, uh, yeah. The whole thing makes me sick because, uh, I mean, look where this is going. Let's say we had a room full of children here that were well-behaved. Their parents disciplined them, and they're just good kids. Well, you could have the fine china out. You could put a movie on. I told my kids one time, I said, look, I'm tired. I'm going to bed, but I'm going to trust you all one time. You can watch this movie for 30 more minutes, and you're going to turn it off, and you're going to go to bed. And I'll know where it's at. You know, I can go look at that. And they did it, you know? Yeah. Well, there's a lot of freedom in my house. A lot of freedom. Uh, but you go somewhere where you take the responsibility off of the people, and, and you almost make the store clerk the bad guy. Well, yeah. why'd you have it on a shelf for him to take it? Yeah. Why'd you leave it out? Well, I don't know. It's a freaking store. That's why. Isn't that called victim blaming? So you come by here why'd and... Why'd you wear that skimpy shirt? You were asking. To yeah, you were it. asking. See, there they go. <laughs> so they, they'll play that part. The store guys, you know, he shouldn't have had that stuff out. Yeah. But then all of a sudden, what do you mean I shouldn't wear these short shorts? <laughs> it, so where do you think it's heading? Uh, it's heading to a shithole is where it's headed. And nobody's going to want to live in it. And it's so funny because then they'll come out to somewhere where where people live with complete... 180 degree values of theirs. They're like, wow, it's so nice here. Nobody locks their doors. Yeah, we're going to shoot your ass too. Yeah. If you break in at three in the morning, like we're just going to call the cops to clean the mess up. Yeah. And we're not going to jail. Yeah. We're not even going to be questioned. They're just going to clean you up. Yeah. But you love it here, don't you? You see, that's the trade off. So go back to your people shitting in the street. Your store is all barred up, crap everywhere, but love it. Don't come over here where the streets are clean. People don't lock their doors. People wave and smile and talk to you Yeah, and try to genuinely help people who have problems. Don't come here and try to change things. No, because we, no. we're different. Well, we're, we're not the same. Y'all left out like one thing they're also doing alongside this is um, they basically give them all the drug. Uh, is it paraphernalia? The stuff that you consume? Paraphernalia is the stuff that you, you use to, to use the drugs. Needles. They're give, So they're not giving them drugs, but they're giving them drug paraphernalia to consume drugs in a safe manner. That's Little, been going on for a long time, though. Really? Yeah. I mean, there's been organizations that give like clean needles, clean to, needles to fight to addict. Yeah, clean to keep them healthy. Is one thing, but so they're giving them like problems. they're giving them like crack smoking kits. Like not. Yeah, uh, the the, if, the smoking. It's all the usually it used to just be injectable stuff. Like yeah, you don't need to give them a pipe. Like you're not getting HIV from a pipe. It yeah. Might burn your lip, but it's, uh, but yeah, like the needles and stuff they used to do to just keep people from getting hepatitis, HIV, and and that kind of stuff. Because uh, they literally just use the same one over and over again. <laughs> also, mm-hmm. and just infection. So now you have two problems. You have an addict who's also now HIV positive or has an infection. So, but yeah, that's that's weird. You're giving them pipes and like what tourniquets and spoons or whatever. Like it's it's a that's a weird one. It is. I, this is such a sad thing. I really I don't I don't know enough to even talk on this topic, but because I've never given crap about drugs and i just don't care about them um but how many people that get into that life have ever gotten out like what is the percentage of recovery i don't know you know there's a lot of them though it is there is a lot oh yeah you hear a lot of people talk about addiction and i mean i know people personally who've had you know addiction usually when they're younger they get tied up in it and then they realize they want a better life and they fight their way out of it I'm, not everybody, I'm, but it's, it's just seems so sad to me. I, I don't, I don't have an answer for it. I know the, you know, the redneck answer, you know, let them die and all that. I'm, I'm not that guy. 
Um, and, and I know the whole personal responsibility thing falls on deaf ears because once somebody's addicted to that crap, you're not talking to a rational person and they need help. The solution to drug abuse is actually <laughs> drugs. Okay. There's uh, like retreats you can go to where they give you like DMT and let you trip for like. Are we going to call those drugs? Are you going to talk about you know, mushrooms? Mushrooms is, is it's a little bit more powerful. Ayahuasca. Than, a little bit more powerful than mushrooms. Uh, I know it's concentrated, but I'm just yeah. saying. You but start like, calling them drugs, now we're getting into a whole new realm that they weren't drugs before. Why weren't they drugs before? Well, they're just because they're natural. All right. I well, mean, they're they're they like with well, a holistic medicine. Yeah. Yeah. And not, that that helps somebody get off of hard drugs. Drugs that are oh, not yeah. fun. Psychedelics. To, yeah. Drugs that are not fun to take. They put them on them and they're on them for like forty eight hours. They have terrible trips and then they when they get done with that, like these people don't want to do the fun drugs anymore. Legitimate legitimate uh, universities, medical universities, are doing studies right now on psychedelics medically used for addiction. I mean, they're curing everything from alcohol, cigarette smoking, uh, to, you know, heroin and meth. Uh, really? Meth? Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. Using uh, psychedelics. Using psychedelics. It somehow, Russell, you may know a little more about this than I do, but it somehow rewires your neurons, basically, to be able to kind of, I don't know, have the mental fortitude to not go back or something like that. I yeah. mean, there's even... There's even What's this? Uh, I listened to a podcast the other day. I think a guy's name is Ron, Sean Ryan. You know that guy? It sounds, it's, he's a podcaster. Anyways, um, he talks about his uh, trip on psychedelic. He went to like a, a retreat where they did like, you know. A, yeah. And, and anyways, uh, he said like not only does, has he not, does he not drink anymore. I don't even know if he had a problem, but he just decided not to drink anymore. He's like, I don't watch porn anymore. I don't. You know, like these, I guess these, these might have been things he went in wanting to get, like, stop doing. Yeah. And, like, he's like, I haven't had a drink in, like, over a year. Like, not a drink. And I don't know if he had a problem or not, but um, it could really change. So it must hardwire something. So it goes beyond the willpower. That's what they always talk about. Open your mind, man. All the yeah. hippies and stuff like that. That's literally kind of what they're talking about. They didn't know why it was doing it. But I don't I don't know why we didn't do psychedelics for this podcast. Well, I would never I, do any uh, illegal uh, drugs. Uh, pretty sure my licenses would have a problem with that. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, so, um, well, a friend of mine had told me that in legal shops uh, in Texas here, you can actually buy muscaria psychedelics. So I guess somehow those are legal. Wow. So maybe those are podcast friendly. Muscaria, huh? The, the little red and white mushroom things. Yeah, yeah. Is I mean, that, is that, are they like a they like a, a manufactured one, or is it like is it like the oh, actual no, it's, plant? It's, it's like a, just dried it's, plant. It's like a gummy bear. You're not going to see any. Oh, okay. yeah, it's going to be like a. Well, I, I don't know. This is kind of a curious topic to me, but like the state of marijuana in Texas is really gray right now. Like so weird. You can go to a gas station and buy a vape pen that gets you high as a kite. So but somehow, just, like a joint. Somewhere. I saw the green. Cross at a gas station the other day and near San Antonio. Oh, I don't know anything about the green. Is that the show that we have the, medical marijuana? The, well, the green cross is a dispensary anywhere. Colorado, New Mexico, oh, okay. as you yeah. travel, the green crosses are everywhere. Medical marijuana is here. There's, I know people who have mar- This their was at cars. a gas station. That means you need a doctor of some kind, though. Yes, This yes. is gas station. No, no, yeah. So. There's, you can walk into these dispensaries or not even a dispensary. Just a, They sell CBD kind of products and stuff, right? Yeah. And they're... They're selling things that are completely legal that get you high. It makes no sense. They can even sell like way high. They can sell you the stuff that is like so. There's like Delta Eight, Delta Nine. Delta Eight is legal, right? 
Delta nine is illegal. That's the old school marijuana, right? That's the old school THC. Is Delta, Delta nine is. That's what I was told. Oh, okay. So I could be somebody out there might be like, no, no. But I think it, I bought a Delta nine vape pen. So yeah, Delta nine, if it's hemp derived, oh, is legal. Oh, that's and, so stupid. How would you ever prove like a, it was hemp derived? There's also it's like a percentage thing. So it's like oh, so it's like it's not as strong. So you just have to. So it's like hey, we can't sell. We can't sell. Whiskey, but we can sell you beer. So you can still get just as fucked up. Can we cuss on here? Yeah. Right. So you still get just as fucked up. You just got to consume more. Yeah. So yeah, it's kind of yeah, like, it's like yeah. whiskey's illegal, but beer is, is, is legal. It's like, what are, we, what are we fucking doing? Just like I can get high legally or I can smoke a lot more of the stuff that was illegal, but is like makes no sense. But I'm just, not even really your, – com- your comparison beer and whiskey, it's not even like that to me because some of these pens are stronger – than other illegal stuff, and this is legal. So I'm just like, yeah. this is a uh, super concentrated. Like, what? Why is anything even illegal yeah. anymore? But anyway, if you go to these shops, they also have, um, muscaria psychedelics. That's which, the first I've heard of that. Yeah. Well, I learned this recently as well because I know that uh, psilocybin is a controlled substance to some degree and that's illegal. Yeah. You know, they don't Even have though they're doing, they have, they're doing it medically now, but it's like only in the study phase, I guess. Really? That it's illegal. Those mushrooms are everywhere. The it's ones, only illegal the, if you pick them up. The ones that grow here. Yeah. Which begs the question, it, you know, if you pick them with your hand, you're con- possessing them. They're illegal. Which begs the question, if you graze them like a cow and eat them <laughs> off the ground, yeah. is that illegal? Well, that, there may be something that's stupid because, uh, when we did a business at our, at our location out in the country, the authorities came in and said, you can't have a septic tank here. You don't have a permit for your septic. I was like, okay, well then we're going to disconnect it. You know? Well, uh, they came back and told me later that if I had just run a pipe out on the ground and we just let shit and toilet paper just pour on top of the ground, they couldn't couldn't do anything about it. Like it's when it goes in the ground, you see the the reasoning is is that it's going into the soil and the groundwater and it can go to your neighbor. Mm. But you taking a dump is not an illegal act. Oh, okay. And so to to throw you in jail or fine you for taking a shit on your land is absurd, right? Yeah. But you see, you're putting it in the ground, and you didn't pay the money for somebody to come in and do a study and give you all this crap to do the same thing you could do yourself yeah. with a drum and some rock and a backhoe. Yeah. Um, because you see, it could migrate out to mm. your to your neighbors and stuff. And so, uh, so I thought that was kind of funny. I'm like, okay, twenty thousand dollars or just shit on the ground over there, and nobody can touch you. Yeah. So maybe you can crawl around on all fours. Maybe especially if you get naked. And just grows, uh, graze some uh, mushrooms. Maybe you're all. Well, they good. have to witness you touching them. You can just tell them you did that. Well, look at look at the look at the <laughs> brace. Everybody knows about the the gun control thing going yeah. on right now, right? Uh-huh. You know, the pistol brace. Yeah. So a guy goes out there, and 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 does the most wonderful thing. He says, "Hey, people who are damaged, I want to help them out. Shoot a gun. They can't shoot this rifle, so we make a brace so that they can hold this." Short barrel rifle, basically, which is a it's a pistol, but it, you know it's a pistol. But they put this brace so they can hold it. Well, then the ATF comes out and says totally legal because it's it's helping people who are handicapped. Uh, then they come back and say no, not if you put it to your shoulder. Okay, so you you have to be watching someone shoot it like this. No one's around. You put it to your shoulder like this. Oh my god, it's a felony. Yeah. 
This is that's when we reach clown world. Well, yeah. Joe Joe Biden yeah. said a pistol brace actually increases. The oh, caliber. I saw that. It, yeah, different, <laughs> bigger calibers and all kinds. The people yeah. who know the least about guns are the biggest advocates advocates against them. It's hilarious. Uh, and the the pistol brace thing, I'm kind of like, I get that. Yeah, we made pistol braces look just like regular stocks, and it's. It's not a hammer. It's a wrench, not a hammer, but it makes a pretty good hammer, right? Right. Like, it makes like a and, real and, good hammer. But but it's it, what do we? Why? Who cares that it's a short barrel rifle? Like that's the whole thing. It's like really, if I cut six, seven inches off my barrel, is it now more deadly? Can I kill more people with it? Well, no. here's what it's like, blows me away. Get rid of all that crap. So yeah. I pay the money. And that's, believe me, brother, that's all I do. All these people out there with a the misconception, the people with licenses, they've been trained and all that. No, no, they, no, they didn't. They, they just the paid some money, filled out a form, and they're not going to jail. And the other guy who couldn't afford that form but is just as good a guy, he's going to jail for 10 years and he has a felony. Yeah. Because of what? Some stupid physical item. Yeah. He's not committing a crime, going out shooting tin cans, whatever. One of that thing. I have known people who didn't know what they were doing and they just wanted to shorten their gun up. Yeah. And they're, I mean, they're clear like family people, you know, they don't know anything about guns. Yeah. They're just like, it would make sense. I, I found this other stock I could put on here. Look at this. I'm like, mm, it's felony. Yeah. And you can buy the upper already assembled and just slap it right on. Yeah. But do they deserve 10 years in the slammer? Yeah. No way in hell, I mean, man. Do you think people are really getting that though? The 10 years? I mean, I know it's a possible, that's like a, that's like the, shouldn't even be on the table. It shouldn't. I agree. But, it, I wonder, but you know, I what? wonder what they do, you know, like what I've never talked to anybody that's actually been caught or, or, uh, hemmed up by it. So I'm I've, not saying it doesn't happen. I'm just curious. I, I've met with ATF that have confiscated a lot of items, mm-hmm. not guns, but explosive devices. Mm-hmm. And generally what happens, uh, they're pretty cool guys. Yeah, that's they, they go in of... and they say, "Hey, look, this is illegal. You can't have it. Yeah. If you want to fight us, you know, by all means, going to yeah. be an issue. But if you want to just surrender it, sign here, and that's the end of it. Yeah, we're taking it. Uh, you know, they're letting them off. I take that deal any day. Yeah, I take <laughs> that deal too because well, they're first of all, you just got to be glad that the guy that's in charge there has some common sense. Yeah, He's like this is not a criminal. This guy just made an honest mistake. Bought it at a gun show. Doesn't even know what he has. Yeah. Uh, but the other hand is you, you, you're you're just hoping that that agent has common sense and is a good guy. And you have you want to rely on. No, because you have the full force of a horrible law right behind them mm-hmm. if they're not. And they make an example out of you too. Yeah. So, so no, I, I totally disagree. Although I know that's a tool that gives them teeth to get real criminals. Mm-hmm. They're like, look, we can charge them with this. We can charge them with this. And they can stack all this stuff up, for right? Sure, for sure. But how many innocents, guys that, okay, if you want to talk about all the people in jail for smoking a joint that shouldn't be there, how many guys are in jail because they sawed the barrel off a shotgun so it fit in their tractor? Yeah. It shouldn't be there, man. I think the other one that's really absurd is when somebody puts a, a brace on an actual pistol, like a, <laughs> like, a Glock, like a Glock 19 or something. They put the brace on it and they're like, that's a felony. And I was like... You probably made it less lethal, yeah. by doing that, like by putting the stock on it. Like now you now you're locked in, and, right? Uh, <laughs> I think that one's hilarious. It's hilarious they even make a stock for that. But I know, Who it, but when that? you but when you put one, well, you know, I was looking at your six shooter up here. You know, they have that that the wider the bunt line mm-hmm. six shooter. They had that that stock that would go on it. Yeah, you remember that? Does yeah. that does that make it? And a lot of people have those. It came with the gun. Yeah, it it, well, it stabilizes it. So I've got a, a broom handle Mauser. Is that is that considered a SBR? Uh, so that the bunt line I think is a ten inch barrel. Okay, if it's on that thing, that's black powder. It's exempt. Okay, it's, it's black powder. 
Oh, man, muzzle loaders. Right. They're not even considered firearm, I don't think. Like like those two black powders right there, pretty damn sure you can sell that to a 15-year-old kid. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I mean, you're it's like Civil War type stuff. You're pouring I thought, black. I thought, I thought kids could buy regular rifles as long as they were only shotgun or Well, or 18, bolt. right? Is that 18 for 18? 18 and up, yeah. I'm talking a 12-year-old kid could probably buy a black powder rifle. Oh, okay. Legally. I, yeah. I, I, I think so. Um, but not, not a cartridge-fired weapon. Now, there, there are some exemptions for uh, curios and relics. There's also something about guns that are after a, before a certain age that are exempt. One of the, one of the ones that's kind of curious is the uh, broom handle Mauser. And it, it's like you see it in the movie Rocketeer. And they uh, Han Solo's pistol okay. was designed after that. They took one and made it into that. Yeah. But, um, it, it has a wooden holster that it goes in. Mm. You pull it out of that wooden holster, you flip that holster around and clip it in the back, and now it's a stock. Oh. And that pistol used to be, a, some of them are a machine pistol. So they're actually fully automatic. Wow. And that, that was a, a World War I trench sweeper type thing. Okay. So that had some advantage. And it's so hilarious because the the rear sight, he goes up to like 1,800 yards on that thing. It's like <laughs> you'd be holding like a mortar firing it in yeah. there. Well, yeah, I mean, when you have a full auto, that uh, a stock definitely is beneficial there. Yeah, but, sure. But, I mean, once again, it's just If you have a your, your regular AK-47 stock folds around, what does that make it when you fold it? If the barrel is past 16 inches... Uh, nothing. It's yeah. just a folding stock. But if that barrel were short, fifteen seven eighths felony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or unpinned suppressor, or not suppressor, but unpinned uh, flash suppressor. Flash suppressor flash on breaker. the front of it. Flash brake. Yeah. So yeah. if you uh, or flash suppressor and then muzzle brake. Yeah. Um, it's funny. I, I'm an explosives guy, not a gun guy. I love guns, shoot yeah. guns. But you start talking about terms and all this, I'm like, you, you can lose me pretty quick uh, on the knickknacks. But uh. Damn, what was I going to say? You just said something, Russell. Well, I thought it was the overall length once once you fold it up. There's a law. Oh. 20, 26 inches, I think, is the law that you can't go under folded. Because it, it's also like I have a Tavor, and the, the Tavor is a, a, a bullpup. Max, or it minimize, it's at the length of that. And it is 20, it's a 16-inch barrel and a 26-inch gun. Yeah. So the MP40, the, the German real famous little submachine gun, mm. You can buy semi-automatic versions of that. If you buy the pistol version, it does not come with a with a, an extendable stock. Yeah. If you buy the version that does, it looks really stupid because the barrel is super long. <laughs> so I, I have, when I was a kid in high school, I wanted a Tommy gun so bad. And uh, so I bought this semi-automatic Thompson. And when I got it, I was like, something's not right. What is it? And it's this long freaking barrel sticking oh, okay. out there. Yeah. So that was one of the first things that I actually paid the $200 in SBR, chopped that sucker off and made it right. Um, because, yeah, it it had to be that length because the original Thompson's like a 10-inch barrel. Oh, really? Yeah. Stock didn't matter. You know, it was, it's a SBR. That's an argument I've made with people before about um – you know, is it is it the gun or society that's the problem, right? Which is obviously, if you were a scientist and you were a scientist, you would do a control mm-hmm. and an experimental, right? Yeah. That's how you determine something. Well, if you look back a hundred years ago, uh, nine, wow, and you know, to me, a hundred years ago is funny. It's still the eighteen hundreds. Yeah, but but a hundred years ago is uh, nineteen twenty three. Yeah, you could get a full auto Thompson for about sixteen bucks. My thirteen year old son could go buy it for me. Mm-hmm. I could send him down to the hardware store. 
So don't tell me they weren't available. Yeah, they were available uh, and, up until the 80s, and right? And don't tell me they don't – yeah, 86. Don't tell me that they Five didn't Five in a Walmart is, you know, not The Walmart, equivalent. But like equivalent, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hardware stores. Um, but the firepower, dude, 100-round drums, fully automatic, $16, available to kids. Yeah. You could also order mortars, grenades. You could buy dynamite oh, at the hardware store. I didn't know that. Yeah, actually. Oh, dynamite, yeah. that's You could buy dynamite, but you could order – you could call up the arsenal and get a 75-millimeter – howitzer shipped to your house wow. and you could buy the fused live he ammunition the same shit that the military was shooting and have it shipped to your farm that's pretty crazy. and shoot it yeah 100 percent. that all started changing with the uh, in 1934 with the nfa and then in the 1960s the irs branch broke off and became the atf and then you know they they started regulating it more and more and more but yeah so you have this constant you have a country that's just just steeped in firepower. In fact, a lot of the guns that we have today from World War II were bringbacks. There was a period of time during World War II, if you could stuff it in a bag and ship it home, you could do it. Belt-fed machine guns. Hell, they were sending grenades back. I mean, mm. everything. And they, you got to put yourself in that time. They're fighting this war. It's life and death every day. The last thing that that officer cares about is a freaking machine gun going back home to Billy's farm. Yeah. It's just approved, approved. Go, you know, who cares? We're dealing with this shit every day. Yeah. So a lot of stuff came back over from that event. And they said that America was one of the only countries where it was that prevalent. Like the British loved their weapons too, but they really controlled it a lot more. They had stricter gun control even back then. Yeah. Um, but the, the firearms are the constant. They have always been here. I mean, in 1944, you could get an MG 42, 1200 rounds a minute, man. Yeah. I mean, that is a buzzsaw. Yeah. That today's standard, that is a formidable weapon by anybody's standard. And it was available to children. Yeah. So tell me what changed. Yeah. It's not the guns. Yeah, we've gotten more controlled with our guns. Way fact. more. Yeah, so so the, well, the guns are more controlled, but yet we are killing people more with them. So well, the an- what's the ans- happening? The answer is SSRIs, uh, the antidepressant drugs that people are taking. But you don't need to go back in time to... Uh, <laughs> What I just I, your ad, you just matter of fact you just you just say that and then you just move on like that doesn't yeah. need explanation. Well, you don't need yeah. I mean, so these uh, people. Well, if you look back at all the school shooters, they all were taking SSRIs. So I mean, that's well, the what came first, though, chicken or the egg. So you know, they were uh, put on SSRIs for a reason. Well, you then, you had crazy, but the point is, you you did have crazy people a hundred years ago. You didn't have SSRIs. True. But you don't need to go back 100 years to have a, a comparison. You can look at places. I think uh, RFK talks about Switzerland and the guns per capita being similar to ours in, in Switzerland, but yet they don't, they don't have school shootings like we have. And, and, and I've been to Switzerland, and I have been interested in this topic. Switzerland's gun laws uh, are not what you think. We're, we're under the impression that, that they're a lot like us and that everybody has a gun in their home. And they do have the option to have it switched to semi-automatic and keep that firearm. I think maybe they even purchase it. It's still limited, though, on where you can go shoot it. Like, you know, here, I can go outside with my AK-47 blaze away in the back of the farm. Totally legal. In Switzerland, that's kind of an issue. When I was in Switzerland, I did see bright flashes and explosions, and I think they were doing some military training because they, they do uh, all go through the military service. Uh, but one of the interesting things about Switzerland, <laughs> and this is hilarious, something like a fifty caliber machine gun is not regulated at all. Hmm. Uh, you, you, I say not at all. It is 
less regulated than any other firearm. So 20 millimeter cannon, 50 caliber machine gun. We're talking shit that not only will shoot the school up, but will level the school, yeah. physically drop the building. Yeah. Um, <laughs> those weapons are easy to get a hold of. They check once a year, maybe. And the guy said, I was talking to a guy that lives there, has one. He said, yeah, they don't even show up for years in a row. They don't even show up. He goes, and you can shoot it anytime you want. He said, but if you want to switch it into full auto mode, you pay like 100 bucks for the day, and you notify the local authorities that when they hear this, that this is your daily permit, for that you're going to go full auto for that day. Oh, and wow. they won't even bother you. So you can have the full auto weapon, just don't shoot it on full you, auto unless you pay the You pay the little permit and you go shoot. Yeah, but, so weird. but to be in Europe... You know, this controlled place where they just they're they're the way they think is just so different yeah. than us over here with our, our gun culture, you know. Mm. But to know that the weapons that are the ones that could really do the damage, like, ah yeah, it's not even, we don't even regulate like a firearm. Like, yeah. What you could mount that on a truck and like smoke a village. Yeah. <laughs> Paid my hundred dollar fee. I don't I don't know what you, the you know You probably didn't spend much time in the countryside though. When you're in Switzerland, you probably spend your time in cities or No, I was in the country. Yeah? Yeah, I was definitely in the country. And you're saying they didn't have guns there? Or? They had guns. It's just that they didn't have them like we have them. When you talk to the people that live there, like my exchange student, her father was the mayor of a town. It's a small little mountain town. And so when I went there and started asking about it, they're like, ah, you Americans think we all got guns. We don't even like guns. You know, it's not a big deal. Yeah, there's a few people. They have a, a their equivalent of NRA. The whole country is like 200,000 people total. It's, it's not – It's they have them. It's, they don't care like we care. They just don't. Yeah. You know, and if I live there, I might not either. That place is, is utopia. It's surrounded by giant mountains. There's a fountain in the street of glacier water coming out where the kids get off the school bus and they drink water from the mountain. That's what it's for, for the cool. school kids. I looked around and I said, no wonder they think America's a bunch of assholes. They don't have to deal with anything we have to deal with. Yeah. They're sitting up there in their little ivory tower in the middle of the mountains and the Swiss Alps where everything's perfect. A strong <laughs> sense of community. Probably, yeah. I think was what that is too. It, it, dude, we went to. They a They hold lake. each other to a standard, a higher standard too. Everything is clean. Everybody knows everybody. Well, at least where I was. Obviously, city would be a different experience. I guess I went to a, a lake swimming, and it was like 1950. There was kids out there laying on the blankets. You know, it was quiet, but there was kids. Yeah. There was an ice cream vendor sitting there selling ice cream cones, and people were swimming out to the lake and jumping off this thing, and it was completely picturesque. You, you feel like you died and went to heaven. Yeah. It's like, what is this? There's no crime here. You don't even need police in a place like that. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that is, you know, when people talk about, um, if you take away the guns, you solve a lot of our problems. That, that isn't false. That's no, but it is an impossible task. It's like getting rid of, <laughs> here all it the, is getting rid of all the fire ants. Like, yeah, God, life would be nicer without them. <laughs> right. And I wouldn't need a gun if, yeah, if my opponent only had a knife or a club, you know, but that's well, that's you know not going to always be the case. If, uh, if my opponent has a knife or club, I want a gun. Of course, you know? yes, you want to step up. But you know, my biggest when I if if I carry, it's not for the the guy with a knife. Okay, it may be, but it's mainly for the other guy with the other gun. Yeah, yeah, that's that's mainly my my biggest fear with it. Well, I tell people all the time when they talk about getting rid of the guns, get rid of the problems. I'm like, I, I said something once on a comment on social media. I said, you know, there were no car accidents when there was only horse and buggies. And they're like, yeah, that's right. But there's only horse and buggies. Yeah. You see, there's always going to be guns. Yeah. They're here. It's yeah. like, you know what? Let's make drugs illegal. Let's go back to that whole thing. Oh, well, fix it. Well, the guns are here. Uh, but I, I take it one step further. And I say, I, I don't want to give them up. Yeah. Like, no. It's a modern society. It's a modern weapon. 
I'm a free man, and I want it. You guys are only considering like the social consequences of not having guns rather than like what the government does to the people that when the population doesn't have guns. Sure. Which well, goes back to I, why I just said that. I'm not I, saying I, I support it. it. I'm I'm just saying that it's it that if there's no guns, there's no there's no mass shootings. It's, that's that's true. If there's no gun, there's no there's no shootings at all. But it's an impossible task. Well, no, what I no say way. is it, it, I'm a free person yeah. and that gun exists and if I want it, I should have it. And yeah. If you don't want me to have it, knowing that I'm not a criminal, then why do you not want me to have it? Fear. Well, it's kind of weird, right? If you come in my house and you go, you got any butcher knives in here? Well, yeah, I got a few in the room. Well, can I have them? You got any security cameras? Yeah. Can you turn them off? What the hell do you want to do? <laughs> you know what I tell people when they, they're like, oh, you've got a gun on you? I was like, well, let me be clear. I could kill you without the gun. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was already dangerous. <laughs> like, it's, it's, just because I'm carrying this doesn't mean that you're, you're less likely. <laughs> yeah. 3D printed guns have changed the argument for sure because they're not very dependable. I don't know. Somebody really using them. Like we're talking about, like the guy does a put. He does push ups on them until they break, and that's the test he does. They're basically just plastic, but they can be just as deadly as any other. Like they at least they'll last like hundreds of rounds now. Well, like if if you're thinking about the first few ones, like you can 3D print an AR-15. They I feel can, like it'd be easier just to buy one illegally. But the point is, you're just, not getting I mean, rid both of. Sides are like, I got to get software you're, you're and a not, machine, and then I got to test it out. The, like I'll just find one on the street. The point is, you're not getting rid of them when I can just click print and sure, make one. That sure. was the point. Is like, oh, well, like well, at least before 3D printing was a thing and 3D guns were a thing, you could at least try and argue we can get rid of them all. Or but, just take it a, a step further, even. Uh, just guys who know how to work a, a machine uh, shop, like a lathe and a, and a mill. Yeah, they people, can make one too. People don't. Well, you don't even need that. I mean, to be classified as a firearm, wouldn't you really just need a pipe and some powder and a projectile? And now you're, you're that's what you, they call zip gun. Yeah, you meet. So now you. So any. So anyone on a construction site could make a firearm uh, yeah. by definition. So well, if you're going that archaic, then I would just say you're never going to get rid of explosives, and. Before I farted around that long trying to make an effective firearm, just make explosives. Or just drive your car. Like they do in England. Yeah. Run through with a knife and stab like 14, 15 people. God, it's gross. I don't like thinking about it. It's like, you know, a guy with a gun could stop that. And has. And, and, and all the time. But the yeah. news doesn't like to talk about it. But it, this, it's just a vicious circle. It goes around and around. And we're never going to get anywhere. You, you will never get anywhere because there's, there's always the people that are going to say, I'll never get my guns up. And you have people that say that you don't need it, you shouldn't have it. Uh, thank God for reality. Well, I think that the the gun laws have become less strict in the last ten years. If you consider, like, a lot of states have gone constitutional yep. carry, and uh, like some of that stuff Clinton put in had sunsetted. Mm-hmm. Um, so really, uh, they're actually getting more freedom when it comes to guns as opposed to less. I I, I agree, and I think that maybe the Maybe that's why the blame is coming out because they see the the grip is slipping, and uh, so they got to stir something up to get momentum on it. I attribute a lot of that to social media. You know, a long time ago, I had people tell me, "Oh, I don't think you should post that on social media with your guns." I'm like, "Oh, I absolutely should," because the moment that we make it, the the moment that you you don't put something totally legal, it's totally legal, but you're shunned and not showing it, and you do that over many many people over time. 
then it fades away and it's no longer normal. It's either easier to attack and marginalize and then end. So, yeah, everybody that has legal firearms and enjoying that legally, you, you should post it and put it out there because what does it do? It spreads awareness. You're going to piss some people off, but other people are going to go, that's cool. You mean I can have that? Yeah. I want, And they start wanting to learn about it, and then before you know, you pick that up was, an advocate. That was one good thing. The Black, Black Panthers used to stomp around with AR-15s oh, yeah. in the street, and that was one good thing they did is they educated everyone. You can just walk around with a rifle because yeah. Yeah. everyone was like, well, how are they doing that? It's like, well, yeah. there's nothing against the law against what they're doing. Yeah. Yep. I will say on the, the conspiracy side of that thought is that if I show all these things on the Internet and then the government comes knocking, like, where's, there's you with this, this. Where's this gun at? You know, like you just got. Boating like, accident. Yeah, boating. It's just, it's just kind of like I don't like anybody knowing what I have kind of thing. Uh, then again, there's tons of pictures on my Facebook of me skeet shooting. Uh which is way different than what we're talking about. I but mean, I, I, I gave up on that a long time ago when I looked at social media and so many millions of people are, have their guns up shooting. I mean, they, they'd yeah. be doing a lot of knocking. Yeah, yeah. Can't they help. would. They would. That's, like, that's the whole reason they don't want the like a registry thing, too. It's like, well, it's like, oh, you, you said you bought this. Where is it? You're responsible for this. I sold yeah. it. Where's the documentation for that? I don't have and, to have it. Yeah, I mean, well, that's what they want to happen. Oh, that's yeah, right. They want to be able to do. And, <clears throat> so I guess it's like tinfoil hat kind of stuff. I'm not saying that that's wrong or right, but if like if you're thinking of it from that point of view, maybe it's like I, I used to. In fact, when I was much younger, I I you know heard stories of oh the black helicopters they're going to land and come take all this stuff. You can't live like that, man. I've made a lot of money off that actually. People that still subscribe to the the world is ending. I'm not saying there's not truth to it, but I would rather thrive than merely survive. And so I take a little bit of truth from these conspiracy theories. Uh, and when someone comes to me and I can tell they're just dead set that there's going to be no country in six months and they just want to stockpile uh, food and water and they want to buy stuff from me, I'll sell it all day long. Yeah. And I'll sell it at the going market price. Yeah. And I'll tell them, I, don't, I really don't think it's as dire as you think, but if you're convicted that it is, who am I to tell you different? Uh, but, I, but I'll take your money today. Yeah, there you go. You know, and, I, and I've made a lot off of that. Yeah. Oh, I, I mean, is what it is. I think you should. Why not? I'm in the business. Yeah. And I think that's another thing with you too. That's like, it's a, the word is out that you like guns. I think that's, I think that's pretty well known. It's like, so it's a, there's no, it's not really concealing it with you. We went down a rabbit hole on guns. We did. Vernon, there's one thing I wanted to ask you. What is a CPAP machine? Oh boy. Do you have one? Continuous positive airway pressure machine well i don't even well what is it what like why uh, why is why does biden have one okay biden has by that is a very common machine anybody with sleep apnea wears one oh young people yeah even young it's not that big of a deal it's not a big deal at all i'm like who they 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 made a big deal have those lines on his face yeah because he just woke up from a nap all right (laughs) yeah So th- that would be the funny part if it's like three in the afternoon right. and he has them. It's like he just he he had his daily nap, but uh, anyway. and, he, and he put his CPAP on for that. But yeah, there's there's young people. There's um, my dad's had one since uh, shoot since he was in his forties. He's like one of the first ones I ever saw have one. Um, so yeah, there all it is is just force. So when you lay down, it's forcing air. It's a it's positive airway pressure. So it's there's a certain amount of air being blown into your face. And it keeps your airway open so you don't choke yourself while you, you sleep, which, like, that's linked to a lot of, like, heart disease is linked to... Uh, yeah, they're not and, breathing correctly. Yeah, it's basically you're just mild periods of apnea while you sleep and, and hypoxia 
and uh, it leads to you know poor sleep. I, I might have it mildly. I don't think I need a CPAP machine, but I am going to have some stuff in my nose I need to get fixed. It seemed like if you have all this shit attached to your face, it would make it more difficult to sleep because you'd be uncomfortable. It, it takes some getting used to. Like I said, both my stepdad and my dad are on it. It's, it's very common. Um, and you, they, it took a while for them to get used to it. And my dad, when he first got it, man, it was a, quite the machine. It was a big, like, went over all of his... It went over his nose. There was a nose cone thing. And uh, yeah, it was it was... I used to put it on when I was a kid just to kind of see what it was like. And uh, now they're just, they're very minimal, uh, the machines. So, mm. but yeah, it, it, I think it takes some getting used to. But what people, all the people who are on it say is that they sleep amazing now. They didn't know they were sleeping bad. And now that they're on it, they're like, I was tired during the day because of this. I was tired. I was waking up unrested because of this. So, yeah, the fact that they made a big deal for that for Biden is, that's I don't know what you call that. It's kind of a weak. Okay. There's so many other things to go at him for. Yeah, like what he and, says. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I guarantee you Trump's on CPAP. I guarantee you. Bro, it's like it's like pretty much any older guy who has weight on him, even guys who are, I, I know some guys who are very muscular guys who are on it. Well, and, Biden is not like fat. Yeah, that's true. I mean, he's normal looking old dude. Yeah. He, he, yeah, but I'm just saying, it doesn't, you don't have to be fat. There's more uh, instance of it when you are obese, oh. uh, a larger, just, uh, but... Is it is it air or is it actually oxygen? It's just air. Just air. You know, uh, another rabbit hole, but something kind of interesting. Uh, you know how sports athletes, when they get damaged, they'll go sit in a hyperbaric chamber? Mm-hmm. And they increase the pressure, and they, I think they also increase the oxygen. Well, you increase oxygen percentage. when you increase pressure, but you can do hyperbaric with pure oxygen. Yes. Uh, which has some anti-aging effects, too, yes. apparently. Yeah, and so I, I was aware of a study where they took, uh, like, I don't know, 30, 40 rest home patients, mm. and they started getting them to sleep every night in a hyperbaric chamber with pure oxygen. Yeah. Uh, not a, like maybe one and a half atmospheres, something very like little. that, very, very little, little yeah. but pure oxygen. They they re- regressed, egress, backwards, what do you say? What's the word? Uh, they, yeah, I don't know. Regret, or, regression is a going away from something. From like bad, something bad. I guess age. Yeah. Anyway, they went health-wise backwards 10 years. Yeah. When they stopped doing it, then the effects rapidly, you know, back. gained back on them. So I started thinking, I knew a guy that had a company underwater blasting. He'd blow oil rigs down and he had his own chamber. Yeah. And I thought, you know, that'd be worth buying and having, especially when you get older in your years. Every night, you just go to bed in that thing. Well, there's people who make them, um, make their own. Um, usually they don't use pure oxygen. The biggest risk, and you can actually buy ones that are inflatable too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The biggest risk though is the fire. The fire inside. Yeah. yeah like yeah. also your eyes. I want to say that in an environment of pure oxygen, I think it, it oxidizes the eye or something. Cataracts. Most people. Yeah. I've heard that too. Most people who make their own are not doing pure oxygen, but the oxygen still increases in your body because of the pressure. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure exactly how that works, but that's what they say. So you can build your own. Um, there's many people who have, and if you want to buy one, I've actually looked at them. I've been, cause I'm curious about them. I have this doctor I go to that you could pay to be in one, um, that he has. And the one he has is like fifty, sixty thousand $60,000. Yeah. I just so. build my own, but I'd get naked and go in that sucker. Cause you don't want to spark. Yeah, that. well, I wonder the ones that aren't pure oxygen, if they're still just as dangerous. 
but yeah, the the ones of pure anytime messing with pure oxygen, you, as you know, like that's that's scary stuff. Mm-hmm. Like you can mess up real quick. And and it's just fire though. Everybody thinks it's going to blow up. I'm like, no, oxygen just supports combustion. You, well, if you have a fire inside a closed burn. container, then it will explode. I mean, that, that's it's probably going to be a flash fire. Is probably what's going to happen. You, if you've got like bedding that's going to burn or close. I heard a horrible story about a diver that came up and he had a cigarette lighter in his pocket and he just out of habit flicked it and the spark hit clothing or something. And yeah, it's got, it still has to have fuel. Yeah. Like it's, if there's no fuel, like you said, if you're, if you're naked, but it's, I wonder about the clothing and static. Your, your skin is fuel. I mean, I know. Yeah. It's, it, it will burn with oxygen. Everything will burn with oxygen. So I, but I wonder, okay, what do you have in there that you could lay down on and get comfortable that doesn't make a static spark? I wouldn't even want to spark with that fiber. Yeah. There's a, there's YouTube videos on guys who've made their own and I think they've had, they have grounding and stuff like that involved in it. Maybe I'll just go with the increased oxygen, but not pure. (laughs) Yeah. Well, like I said, I think if you increase the, the pressure that increases oxygen. Probably it would increase the oxygen intake of your body. Yes, something like that. I'm but not would, sure how that works because it's still room air is only 21%. Well, that, that works the same way a soda water bottle does. You put CO2 on top of water, nothing's going to happen. But put it under pressure and it, it, it absorbs into that water yeah, at a higher rate. Yeah, I'm not smart enough to know, but something along those lines. Something along <laughs> them yeah, lines, yeah. yeah. I, that, that's my understanding. Uh, yeah, there's uh, YouTube. If you wanted to do it, there's, there's a lot of people on YouTube who've made them. And... Uh, yeah, I think I don't think it's too hard, and you can also buy for maybe a thousand or something like that. Buy the inflatable ones. So th- that's got to play hell on antigens and all kinds of microbes and everything else. It ought to be a great way to go and get rid of an infection. Yeah, yeah. Well, they treat wounds that way. They treat uh, like you know injuries right. with that, and and it does heal faster. So uh, there's a whole bunch of stuff like it, there's there's podcasts that talk about that too. Andrew Huberman's a good one. I don't know if he has one of hyperbarics, but uh, it's definitely in his realm. I just thought that'd be a good thing for every community to have. It's simple. It's not that complicated. They have them where they're whole rooms. Yeah. Yeah. Like hospitals will have them where they're like a room this size. So you can, like a group of people can go into them at one time. Smoke cigars. Yeah. 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 yeah I think room. that, yeah, it'll smoke for a very, very short amount of time. <laughs> uh, I think though, like you said, though, the, the, the benefits are t- very temporary. Um, so... You give you, back all the gains. You, you got to do it like like a lot. But I'm, what I'm getting at is, if let's say you're it 70 continues. years old and you build one of these, and every night you're sleeping in it, you're going to be doing pretty good. You're going to be great at coffee time in the morning. <laughs> I tell you what, though, it's going to be hard to see the true benefits of that because a person who is that dedicated is also dedicated to eating well, exercising, probably doing sauna, cold plunge. I'll be the but, test. Yeah. I'll just smoke and drink when I turn 65. Yeah, and then I'll just start at 70 sleeping in that thing. I'll give up on everything else except that. Do you think they got Joe Biden sitting in one of those every night? Probably. I, I wouldn't that be surprised. Would, yeah. Well, you know, Michael Jackson had one. Mm. He had one for a long time. Um, I remember they said that that was, they were all, everybody's like, that's one of the weird things he would do is sleep in high. And that ain't even weird. But you know what? Biden does not. I can tell you, I've listened to him talk. He does not sleep in one of those. Well, if he is, man, it's is not he working. Bad? If he, is he bad when it's not? <laughs> like if he, if they've got him on Adderall and sleeping in hyperbaric chambers and this is the result, like this dude won't even be able to feed himself when they stop doing that. Because <laughs> that's it's pretty bad. Oh, my goodness. I, I don't – so I guess back to politics. Like what what are like the Democrats in game? Like they – like if, well, if anybody but Trump runs against Biden, he's done. Like there's, there's – he's only can stand a chance against Trump. Because people will vote for him because they just hate Trump. 
if if anybody else if 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 anybody as DeSantis gets the 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 primary like there's it's a landslide because people are just even people on the left are like well, he like we can't just have oh god I wish Trump would win just because I would just want to see the meltdown really well, I wanted Trump meltdown. to win this time so we can be done with him like I I don't I. I don't like Biden, but I'm not a huge fan of Trump either. If my dad hears that, I'm probably out of the will. But, Which would you rather have? Well, of course, I'd rather have Trump. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'd rather have, but I don't like playing that game. Is like, well, you want? Do you want giant douche or the turd sandwich? Yeah, giant douche. You know? Turd. Yeah, like which one do you want? I was like, I don't want either one of them. Which? What's the third option? It's like you don't get one. So, so that whole thing is like, well, he's better than Hillary. I think so. He's better than Biden. Sure. Well, they say but, these things, but, that's but they not, don't back it up. Let me back it up a little bit. When he was in there. I my tax people that do my taxes for me said, dude, there there are so many benefits that have opened up that we're going to be able to take advantage of now because of this guy. I always make more money when a Republican's in office. I've noticed. So th- there was that, and then also from the regulatory side, I felt the weaponization of that step way back. Yeah, way back. I, I mean, why does the EPA need a SWAT team? Serious. Yeah. Give me any scenario, any scenario where the EPA needs people with automatic weapons. Why do I need a machine gun? No, no, excuse me. Why does the EPA need a machine gun? Because all they have to do, if there's some, if there's dudes with machine guns shooting people while they're dumping toxic waste in the ocean, well, you call the police. Yeah, well, so they just law enforcement. Well, generally speaking, if you SWAT team somebody, the news article reads that, and they're assumed to be guilty. So that's why you need SWAT teams. Uh, you know, so when you go after somebody with, with your SWAT waterboard, team, it's a no-brainer that they're guilty. The yeah. EPA would have the worst like SWAT if you team get, ever. If you get SWAT team, just no experience, and they're just taking down people who aren't hard targets. <laughs> he he poured some chemical out. The, so the best the best SWAT teams are ones who get lots of like practice. If you get SWAT teamed by the EPA, I'm just saying the news article is not looking good for you. Yes, right. That's that's why it's important we SWAT team these people. You know. Yeah, but but stop and think about that. I when, when I noticed in my industry members saying it's not. It's not as scary right now. Like, there's no problem with regulators. That we're we're heavily regulated. We got our paperwork. They come in. They do the checks. They leave. You know, it's it's just everyday business. But when they show up, and it's it's that aggression. When you feel that aggression behind that scene, it, it's unnerving. Yeah. And it, uh, you don't feel like you're in America, and you don't feel like they're on your team. Yeah. You don't feel like, hey, we're working together against the bad guys. Yeah. You know, I'm working to secure my stuff, make sure it's locked up, keep. It's like we're a team. Well, if they that's don't believe you should be. have it in the first place, then they're going to manipulate the, the – they're going to look for any little – And see, that's the difference between my industry and the gun industry. I, I'm not so much your retail gun guy, and so I don't deal with that side of it. When I, I'm in, in industrial explosives, yeah. which are real partnered with the government. Yeah. I mean that is the foundation of your oil, your gas, your mining, all that stuff. So they, they, that's needed. They're like, yeah. hell yeah, you need that because that's how we have everything we have. Yeah. Um, but I still don't like seeing – them with guns it, yeah, it, it doesn't i was like wait we're on the same team here why, why do you have a swat team and threaten and some of the egos get involved and it gets creepy and with trump you definitely saw a decrease in that yeah well i i, I think that there was benefits from him on just because he was republican you're going to see benefits in that that way but on, on any another republican would have done the same thing i feel kind of like. i mean yeah. george it, george washington uh, george washington george bush uh we lost a lot of freedom under that guy well, yeah, but uh, well, so I guess when it comes down to it, for or this conversation is is who's the better well, you candidate, have, Trump or DeSantis? And I think DeSantis does everything that Trump does well, it's, without without being no it, it, Trump. Uh, DeSantis stopped being an option when they indicted Trump because no one like everyone's like even people that wanted to 
prefer DeSantis? Like, well, I gotta put, I gotta vote for the guy that's going to jail that they're trying to put in jail. Yeah, it, I'm not that, kidding. Like that's his how polls, stupid we are. His, his polls, polls are skyrocketed crazy. since they tried to throw Trump in the slammer. I agree. <laughs> but, uh, it's yeah. I heard it. Today, I heard it today on a podcast. It's something like fifty something percent, and, and DeSantis has like nineteen. Even me, what? I don't really. Yeah, something. Even me, I I really don't like Trump. But the, as soon as they started trying to put him in jail, I'm like, well, I guess I got to vote for him because if he's that, if like if here's they a, want him in the jail that bad, he must be good. Here's what here's a here's a, another theory to that I heard is what if they know? Okay, so in order for Biden to win, he needs to run against somebody like Trump, somebody as hated as Trump. And if Trump, if they just left Trump alone and to his own devices. They kind of figured maybe that DeSantis would knock him out and he wouldn't run again because of that. And then he'd be too old on the next one or he wouldn't care anymore, something like that. So in order to get the best opponent for them was to go after him and prosecute him and persecute him. That way the people would stand behind him. He'd win the primary. Biden can run against him again and and maybe they can beat him. Uh, so that's like the theory is, is that they, they're doing this almost to make him the primary front runner. Uh, they they the Democrats want him to be well, the front runner because he's hated so much. He's so divisive. They can win against him. They can't win against anybody else that can hold a conversation. Honestly, well, but, you, like, well, uh, when you originally asked this question, you're, you asked about the Democrats. Well, I don't. I think what their plan is, if you look at the last um, some of the White House briefings, the gloves came off. Like even the CNN folks were asking about all the crimes and bribes they've been doing, and um, the, so. The memo got out that the mainstream media can now attack Biden and can attack Hunter Biden and link the two together. So I think they're throwing Biden. There, I think they're throwing him in the garbage. And I think Gavin Newsom's the new the new man. Uh, Gavin Newsom or Michelle Obama? Yeah, oh, one of maybe those. I can see Michelle Obama, but Gavin Newsom? Yeah, Gavin he was about Newsom. to get kicked out of his own state, but then they came together for him. <sighs> He's perfect. Look at all the great things he did. Yeah, look at California. It's booming. That seems yeah. Everybody, you know, we lost like four more families this week from Texas moving to California. Yeah. Oh, from oh from oh from Texas. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, you asked. I mean, joke. it's not Biden. It's not like they're like, let's run Biden. Yeah. Well, but that's what they're trying to do right now. So, I mean, I don't know. I feel like they want they want Trump to run again. But, but anyway, so I wanted to bring up that uh, I watched some of these videos of the gay pride stuff that what I read the head, headlines about. And, you know, I said there was naked men dancing in front of children, which was true. But I watched the video, and sure enough, there's just, like, you're, you're going to see a dude's junk, whether he's... For real? It. Like, it's not covered with a T-sack? No. They're completely naked. What's worse is they're, like, riding bikes. Ugh. Like, riding a bike naked? Yeah. Hemorrhoid City. Yes. <laughs> and, um, but a lot of, one guy was on a tricycle and I wasn't fully confirmed he was naked till he like turned and then it was like spread eagle. I was like, oh gosh. Wait, 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 wait. And, and then children are there. So I was like, okay, this actually, okay. So this makes me think like, well, can I just take off all my clothes and go and walk down the street? No, I'll get arrested. So somehow it makes it okay if you're in a gay pride parade to be naked in front of and, – and worse yet, there's children. Obviously, they're watching it all. So I was in San Francisco at uh, Heights and Ashbury. I think that's a famous intersection. And uh, I was there with my exchange student, and all of a sudden her face turned beet red. I'm like, what are you looking at? And I turned around, and it's this dude walking down the street, butt-ass naked. But his junk was in a little sack. Oh. And I think that that – 
was considered covering. So the fact that they are just actually letting the genitalia yeah. out. Yeah, letting – there was nothing. It might not be legal, but it's one of those things where the cops are like, this is the time we don't – we just don't mess with it. Well, like, don't come around here if you don't want to see it. But there are – g- so – Exactly what happened. The cops aren't enforcing it because it's like, well, it's the gay pride thing. And the gay pride – they, they know they can get – they know That's they can get media. away with who, who, Who's going to like, yeah, hey, man, gonna, go arrest that guy. Go pull him off his bike and arrest him and with, then his, you're made the with his cock hanging out. Yeah, yeah like, yeah. That's so I know a, f- a few things. I've, I've talked to people. That I talked to a guy once that actually runs a nudist. Well, he ran a nudist facility, I guess you'd call it. I don't know. It was a place. And uh, I was asking him about that. I said, so how do you handle the legalities of this? And if if it was a dedicated area like that where you were you were taking your child in there and you knew that they were going to see naked people, apparently that's on you because they're they're not – like bombing you in your neighborhood, you're going to them. And then uh, he was talking about, he said, you'll never in the state of Texas, if you get naked and walk down the street down there, they could arrest you for indecent exposure. You could have, uh, you could actually become a, a, not a pedophile, what do they call that? Sexual sex offender. Yeah. Yeah. You can become a sex offender. Like getting caught peeing at a school playground. Yeah. Something like that. However, if you get caught skinny dipping, let's say, let's say a man and a woman, Get naked and go in the Colorado River, not not in front of somebody's house, just out there, and and some nerd catches them and is gonna want to cause a ruckus about that. The state will never prosecute that. You know why? Because they know that in a court of law, he said they know that twelve uh, jurors are not gonna vote to convict two consenting adults, not anywhere where children were going to be anyway. I, guys, I've gone skinny dipping in the creek plenty of times. And if somebody snuck out there in the woods and saw me and tried to pull this shit on me, I would totally take that to trial. And I would hope somebody would be like, no, he's not in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Skinny dipping. This is not a sex offender. And they won't process it because they don't want the, they don't want to show that being beat in court. So I'm wondering, is there an angle on that? Is there, is it legal to be nude in your own property? Like if you're if you're out walking your fence line, with just a pair of boots on and a smile, <laughs> and you're looking you're looking for some some fix some barbed wire, which is very brave, <laughs> very brave. brave. But but I, yeah, you're out there in the in your neighborhood. Are we talking? Sees you. Are we talking city limits? ETJ County? You know well, that here. matters. I'm talking here. Well, we're in a county out here. Okay, but I'm, I don't. I mean, you can't do other. You can't like. I think if you're in the indecent county, indecent exposure still is indecent exposure in the county. In public, but if you're in the county and if not you on can a be public seen road, from your property, only you can, by your neighbors and okay. not the well, public. Well, somebody going down the road. Let's say somebody drives down that road out there, and I'm out in the pasture, butt naked, and I'm 50 yards out there, but you can clearly tell I'm naked. That's a yeah. good question. Could yeah. if a cop drove by, would they say you can't do that? Yeah, I, mean, that, yeah, I don't know. Like the the visual part of it is like, where is it? my property? Is here? Is like it's. I mean, <laughs> What if I walk around my house and you can see in my windows or something well, in the neighborhood? I think there, you know, that's like the old joke. The lady called the law and said, then people would walk around naked and the cops said, what do you mean? She said, come here and look right here. If you get down at this angle, you can yeah, see. Yeah, I can see yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a weird one. I think that's a. So back to the, the original question. In a city, we have laws about indecent exposure and all that. So how are they able in a public environment where you know children are present and you're not they, they're bringing it to the kids. It's well, not like the okay. kids went to a nudist park. I, I have the answer. Well, they did go to a parade. The, the answer is the gay parade. Yes, which makes me still wonder why they got to get naked. Oh, Col- the the answer is culture is more important than the laws on the books. 
So I'm keeping my guns because that's my culture, right? But well, it's also culture it's going anti-gun though. Like what the the cops like the, it's they're supposed to enforce the law, but guess what? They're not, and the reason is the culture. They're like, well, I'm not going to go enforce the like the gays all got naked and did a parade. Well, I'm not touching that. No one else is either. <laughs> Literally, so, yeah. So I mean, once again, it's something that yeah, it's like the kids shouldn't be seeing that, but it's not people like us taking their kids. To the gay pride parade. But it's not the, the kids that are there. It's not their choice to be there either. So it's not like just because you had shitty parents means like you have to have a, a screwed up, up upbringing. It's kind of like, well, it's kind of like that question you were asking me about. Like, aren't you afraid they're going to trans your kid when it gets older? And I'm like, no, not no, even a little I'm bit. Not, not even worried about not that. A, not, I'm not scared <laughs> of it at all because. My, you yeah, know your kids. It, name one conservative with, with the kids. <laughs> they're, they're fighting their kids to be trans. Like it's well, not, I mean, maybe there's some, but it, I'm just it, saying. It's, it's usually not, a, split, a split couple like uh, the guy and the, yeah, what is yeah, the woman? Yeah, his yeah. wife wanted to trans him, but he didn't. So it's yeah. usually when they're divided in the couple. Yeah, I think that there's. That's an easy divorce. I think there's, <laughs> well, and then, yeah, they, yeah, took, the custody, kids, they took custody away from the dad because of it. But that's, I think that's a rarity, and maybe it will become more common if we don't fight it. But I'm just saying, well, because uh, it's it, there wasn't, it wasn't, we didn't. There wasn't like a church getting out, and the kids came out from the church, and there's the gay pride parade. Like because <laughs> they know that they know the route, they know what they know what happens at these parades. But I want to. I still want to go back to okay, gay pride. Why does gay pride? Why is that synonymous with getting butt naked? Well, because well, cause, well, it's a bunch of dudes. It, it, okay, but. Well, so it's a bunch of like, what? I, bet, about, I think he's got a. I think he's on the same thread as me, but basically, well, maybe not. But we'll see. So, so I always said this about like, 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 gay, and I hope it doesn't get me in trouble. But like, the, a man and a woman. A man is the is the gas pedal, and the woman's the brake. Right? Men want to have sex all the time, and some women do too. But for the most part, men are the the hypersexual, and women are kind of that the 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 limiting factor on right. that, right? I'd have sex way more if I could with my wife, but, you know, she's he's like, hey, that's not every day. Right. You know, whatever. So when it's two dudes, though, it's just all gas pedal. There's no break, right? They yeah. just like, so, I mean. So they just so why yeah, not? Yes. get naked all the time. So why, yeah, so so why not? When you go to these gay par- parades, it's like, um, it's a, yes, it's a. Uh, so gay- I'm a lesbian. It's a gay parade, but it's also a, a, a sort of a celebration. You identify as a, as a woman, you could be. It, it's a celebration of like slut culture in general, too. Because like, yes, that's true. Like a uh, heterosexual female and male will feel more comfortable making out in public at that location with a bunch of other gay dudes doing the same sexualized stuff. Um, it's kind of like. That's a, a hedonism, vibe. hedonism parade. That's a vibe like. I got. I, when I saw one of these for the first time, I think in 2017 in, in uh, Amsterdam, there was this float with a bunch of bl- like 20 foot tall penises. And I was like, you know, it sounds like some shit I'd draw when I was in like, you know, 12 years old. <laughs> but like, why? Like, why the celebration? Like, aren't these like, like, um, isn't this considered indecent, like in some kind of way? But no, we're just having twenty well, foot tall. The thing is, too, though, I, I think is, is, is I, and I agree with you, but it's also like I'm not going to these things. It's not for me. That's not. That's not. That's not. They didn't make it for see, me. But, they didn't. They didn't. And I'm so I'm just not. See, gonna, but if you, I'm if not going to go to that. If you travel Europe in the summer, I don't think you can travel 
for quite a long time without running into them. They're everywhere. And if you're going to be in capital cities traveling Europe, they're going to be in capital cities. And if they're I'm in gonna, Amsterdam... If I see one, I'm going to be like, oh, and I'm just going to go on about my life. They just <laughs> take over the whole, like the, the whole city. Like, yeah. if they're big. Like, so I, I did... Uh, I took a... I fo- I uploaded pictures on social media of that one in Amsterdam not too long ago. I was in uh, uh, Serbia, um, was it Belgrade, Serbia? And they had like the SWAT team there to protect the like three gay guys in the parade because this is a super conservative country. And it was like to put the side by side photos of like the SWAT team and then this is big float foot penises. It's <laughs> yeah. like completely different. But uh, no, man, like. And I was in Austin downtown last summer, and I didn't plan it. And if you wanted to walk from West 6 to Dirty 6, they were going down Congress. Big, yeah. big, huge parade. You weren't going to get around that. But, I mean, yeah. it was like, I don't know. It's it's in public at, like, the most common locations in capital cities downtown. So it's not I like— guess, I guess, I don't know. It doesn't—it's doesn't, not that I think it's right. It just doesn't bother me, I guess. I don't know. I, it's just I'm not going to go there, and I'm not really going to pay attention to it. So, I, I, I'm the same as you. I, I don't understand the why. I mean, I've got friends that are in that, and they tell me about their parties and their events, and I don't care. It's kind of intriguing, actually. Sometimes you listen to the depths that these people go into, and you're just like, "Wow, you, you got to listen to it." But to put it on parade. Uh, like why be naked? Why, yeah, it's what? a really, really good question though. Like why drop your balls out there? But that's what that's where that. But that's where they ran at the problems is because, um, when it was just about gay rights and getting married and stuff, <coughs> I think they had a uh, you know a lot of most people were on board with that, and um, <laughs> then they're like hold the horses, hold the horses. But, okay, now it's ready. Let it out. But then they just turn it into like this freak show, hyper slut culture. But then involving kids, and we're like, and now people yeah. are finally like, oh, hang on, wait, no, what, what, like. Uh, but now look, man, it's it's there. Yeah, and once again, too, I don't think that's everybody in that in that. Uh, Not at all, because I've I've seen some people speak outwardly about yeah. that. Um, Absolutely. Uh, I definitely have friends in that community who aren't hypersexualized. Like, I definitely ain't gonna say I'm coming for your children. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the but the ones who are are the ones who are seen the most. Probably they're the most visual the ones who get out and do that stuff right like uh so mm. quantum bombs all right